I'm Amy, sex educator, sex and relationship coach, and sex shop owner. And I'm April, VP of an international high-end pleasure products company and boss queen sex toy mogul. We're best friends who make our own rules about who we are as sexual beings. With everything from how to be a badass in the bedroom to top tips for bringing your relationship to the next level, we have something just for you. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com. You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hey everyone, Amy here. This is a, going to be a very quick intro. No ads. This is your ad-free episode. We're giving you one a month as a gift so that we don't irritate the fuck out of you. Uh, this is the episode we recorded with Connor from The Realness Podcast. We did a dual release, meaning this will also go out on his podcast and ours. And it's just, you'll just dive in and see what it's all about. We love you. We love our listeners. If you haven't reviewed us, go to iTunes and review us. Your reviews really help us to be ser- get noticed, to be searchable. Um, so go to iTunes, subscribe, review. We love five stars. If you love us and if you hate us, we understand that too. Um, but we prefer you to just tune us out and go away. <laughs> or you could write. But I mean, that's what reviews are about. But if you haven't done already and you love us, please go and review us. And without further ado, here's the podcast. So you guys have been you guys have been just straight hustling these days. We've been we've been doing lots of things. We've been keeping busy. It's really taken off. We were yeah, we had a whole a sentence mentioned in Cosmo as one of the top hot new podcasts. And Maxim. And Men's Hell. You Maxim? Yeah. Damn. on Online, but still. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know what, I'll dude. take it. I'll take it, too. We yeah. got a lot. We did have an influx of people checking out our website after that Maxim thing. Yeah. The picture they used, though, they didn't use our picture, which is weird because we're half naked on our album yeah, like, cover. Why don't you use that picture? Al- but they cover. used some yeah. chick's butt that she was hot, too. I was like, why didn't they Maybe use they our picture? Maybe they think it's your butt. Yeah, yeah. it's fine yeah. with me. Yeah. yeah. I'm into it. Yeah. Mistaken ass identity. Totally. Very good lighting. Yeah, it's been so it's been really good. It's just it's just pe- I think we we have the press, but what happens is a lot of word of mouth. We meet so many people who are like, I tell all my friends to listen. I listen to I listen every single episode. We're like, wow, you binge on us. We're binge worthy. Yeah. I just was having sushi sushi today, and someone's like, April, and I like look, and they're like, love the podcast. You don't know me, but keep go- keep it up. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they know all about when you lost your anal virginity. I know. I was like, wow, he knows a lot about me. Right now. <laughs> I feel so weird about that. So that happens. It, I always get weird whenever someone recognizes my voice. Mm-hmm. If they hear me talking, and you'll see that like their ears perk up, and they're like, oh, are you that guy? Yeah. I'm like, what guy? Yeah, from what, last yeah, night? On, first yeah, time, what, <laughs> what guy? They're like, where do I know you from? Yeah, and they walk up and like, hey, I listened to your podcast. I, just yeah. heard, you over, I heard you talking over here. And I was yeah. like, cool, thanks, man. That's really nice. You have a distinctive voice, for sure. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah. I actually used to get super insecure about my voice. Really? Yeah, oh. I took speech classes when I was when I was young. Like I was I could always mumble really bad. I still do. That's why I have to have uh I have to have feedback. Like I have to have headphones uh. on when I do a podcast at all or I'll I just can't. You're like I don't you know, yeah. yeah. It is helpful to hear yourself. Like it we is. typically can't hear ourselves when we record. We're like super I I don't know old school in a way that we use microphones that look like they're from the 1980s. It's very phallic, though. It's good. It it's is. on brand for you guys. It's yeah. perfect. <laughs> it looks like we're sucking a big old D. Mm. 
So with, with y'all's show, like, what are the big topics that people love to hear about? Anal. Sex is, sex, Anal. Is, sex is always a fun topic. I've put sex in the title of the podcast. They love it. It, it does up. numbers. Yeah. Anal, try putting anal in Ooh. the title of the it's, podcast. It's, it's happening. Or squirting. I was, that, those are the, the they, killers. I was oh looking at, on yeah. the back end of our website, and you can see the top words. Did you go there pur- purposefully back end? I went back end, and the top <laughs> word that was searched was anal on the, on the back end of Shameless Sex website. And our, our top 10 episodes, one of them is definitely Anal 101, which we did like a year ago. And the other top episodes would be what women wish, wish you, knew you knew about, about eating pussy. Yes. And what men wish you knew about sucking cock that's people love those titles oh my gosh that's that's actually what we started our last podcast about was how most girls think they're good at, bl- at bl- oh, yeah. blowjobs and they're just like they'll say that and i'm like yeah prove it yeah like, uh, i don't know uh-huh i remember thing. that but also i think yeah guys are just generally pretty bad at eating pussy too yeah well there isn't a lot of great education porn definitely is not showing <laughs> you how to do it the right way and there's not porn one right way but it's just it's like it's pretty aggressive yeah, well, all of porn is pretty aggressive. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's actually so. I'm so grateful that I never got into porn. Yeah. Oh, you never. You, I, think I never, you never watched this. even one porn. I mean, I have. Like when we right. were when we were, were young, like it. when we were like in junior high and stuff. Like we have jun- like junior high football games, like seventh eighth grade, and even freshman year of high school. So we'd always go to like the guy's house who had like had some porn, and like it was like twenty seventeen year old boy. No, all know, one like, room. Fourteen yeah. to sixteen year old boys like watching. Because their dad's porn. Yeah, would you circle? I think there were some guys that would peel off, you know, and like disappear for a little while. So I'm going to the bathroom for 30 minutes. Like, yeah, okay, sure. Uh But um, (laughs) it was it was like it was funny because it would be split up between we were either either watching like Remember the Titans in one movie, and then just hear somebody just getting fucked in the other room on like the big screen. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. I I used to porn parties at my house when I worked at Pure Pleasure. I remember that we watched Pirates. We watched Pirates. We watched uh, Behind the Green Door. Oh yeah, that's an old. It's porn. like that's an old school seventies porn, but it was so funny to see people's reactions. People are too so uncomfortable. They are so uncomfortable, and and it wasn't like a porn party where we're all naked or playing or no. anything like that. It was like drinking and hanging out with friends and watching porn in the background and just looking at people's but like. People reactions. don't know how to function though. They're no. like, uh, they're like, what's going uh, on? Is it okay? And then I think the question is, is it okay for me to be aroused around other people when we're not Ooh. having sex with each other? Like, right. is is that oh, is there permission to do that? And I think a lot of people don't think that that's okay. Okay, and this applies to so many aspects. Like we, we can't be aroused in the workplace. We can't be aroused if I'm, you know, a therapist and I have a client. I'm not supposed to feel arousal there. We need to bottle all of that up. It's what we do with it. Like it, if we're fighting, feeling aroused it everywhere, then we're screwing ourselves. Al- like the um, where it's arousal non-concordance. Oh, like it might not. You might not even be you aroused. You might not you be feel, aroused, yeah. but you have something tingling. Uh-huh. Like there was talk of that. Like Emily Nagowski talks about that in her book, where. Yeah. Um, for instance, and this is kind of a, a heavy topic, but some she was talking about a, an instance, a friend was at a party and some friend of his was like a frat party, was uh, having sex with a w- person that was passed out, a woman that was passed out, and he was talking about it. He was like, I was so uncomfortable, but I didn't do anything and I feel guilty. And the worst part is, I kind of got aroused from it, but I don't understand why, yeah. where that came from. And she said it's it's biological, and there's nothing wrong with you because of that. But it's arousal non-concordance. Sometimes you will um, not be horny at all, but your um, genitals will be wet, right, for a, yeah. a female body. Or um, there's just a lot of scenarios. Or you could be uh, totally excited, but your cock maybe isn't hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but to- you're super turned on. We actually had this conversation the other day. One thing, we talked about this, we call them sympathy boners. 
It was like a love it, that name. It was so funny because it was, it was sympathy boners, and we were like, like it, you had a funeral and you no, just no, say hi. No God, no, I'm like condolences. I, <laughs> I love your person this much. This is how much they meant to I me. I swear I'm not aroused. I swear I don't know why it's here. Oh my God. No, it was whenever you're. We were talking about this, and it came up, and I was so glad it came up because I thought it was just me. And that's always the great thing about talking about sex. You're like, oh, it's not just me. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's when someone's crying. Like someone's like crying and super vulnerable and you're just like something bad happened and you're talking like your girlfriend or just a, a female friend and, and they're sobbing and they're just really in a bad place and you're just rock hard. And you're mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I don't want, I, like, I want this to go away because I'm really trying to be present with this person. Now I'm super distracted because I like, don't, please don't hug me right now. Like just, <laughs> you can just like stay. This is bad. But I don't know what, there's gotta be something there biologically that's just. Well, there, yeah, yeah. And again, if you, if you listen. Maybe just watch enough rom-coms that know that someone crying means that we're probably going to fuck in the next 20 minutes. It's possible. Right. Is Maybe. It, I mean, who knows? Yeah, something biological there. And also, there's just, the body does very interesting things. And so when we decide that arousal is based on what we see in the body. We see an erection. We see hard nipples. We see vaginal lubrication. Oh, they're ready to go. And like half the time that stuff is there for yeah. absolutely no reason. It's just that it's hormones or what you, whatever's going on. Or you wake up like, what's up with morning boners? Come on. I don't know. <laughs> are you? Are you? You're not always coming out of a erotic dream, but you're waking up, and often there's morning boners. Well, a lot of times it's yeah, it's psychological versus biological, right? Because mm-hmm. your your hormones fluctuate in a way as you're sleeping. So if you look at your hormone curves during sleep, it that's where that comes from. Mm-hmm. Is that like natural production of growth hormone and testosterone? So your testosterone will peak towards the end of sleep, mm-hmm. and then you come out and you're like. There it is. Boom. And you know that there's clitoral boners too. Yeah, clit, clit boners. Oh, I've definitely felt that with my mouth before. Yeah, yeah. you're like, whoa, that <laughs> thing boners. is hard. It's like a real thing. People thing. don't even think about it, but there are clitoris. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's all, it's the, all erectile like, tissue. Like the, the, the G-spot type, like um, you guys will know more about this, but there's like ridges that you can feel that get swollen. It feels like this is swollen, almost like it's harder over time. I mean, the whole, over a, the period. Vul- the whole vulva, and that includes, I mean, the vulva would be external anatomy, so the, the labia majora, labia minora, the clitoral structure is erectile tissue and the G spot is the the with the urethral sponge. So it's this like tissue that surrounds the urethra to, to protect it. But it's all connected, you know, mm-hmm. so it's all erectile tissue. Things just get engorged just like a cockwood, but it's like internal instead. So yeah, all of that just gets like juicy and spongy and uh, filled with blood. That's what it does. Yeah. Yeah. It's awesome. I know. Yeah. So clip owners is a real thing. Yeah. Yeah. But were you asking what's the word for what? Well, the uh, the plural of clitoris is like clitor- clitoral- clitoroli. Remember? Clitor- it's, it's like clitoridity or clitoridity? something clitoridity? like that. Clitoridity. Yeah. That sounds something awesome. Like that. Yeah. But I never say it. I always say clitorises, but that's not accurate. Cl- I think it's clitoris. I can't remember. Is it clitoral? I, I think it's clitoridity. Clitoridi. Clitoridity. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's that. like if you see five Lexus outside parked, is it five Lexuses or five Lexi? Octopuses or octopi? <laughs> <laughs> Octopuses don't travel in groups. What do they do? They only are sa- solo. Oh. That's why there's no animal Octopus group are name for octopus. Fucking savages. <laughs> cool, one of the coolest animals on the planet. Octopus? They are. Oh, yeah. yeah. I know. Like, what about octopus porn? Tentacle porn? How do you feel? Is oh, that yeah. a thing? That's I mean, a see, thing. So the thing about it is, I didn't get into I never ever got into porn. It didn't do it for me. And I. I would try to find some, and just getting down the rabbit hole to find something you like is so over the top because it was yeah. just so much. So it's too much, and you're like, people are into what? I used to think yeah. like I, I, I kind of made a bit out of this, but I said there was something just 
there was something about a guy with bad tattoos fucking someone with emotional issues that just reminded me Ooh. too much of my parents. Uh-huh. So it just, it just didn't really do it for me. Yeah, yeah. That I was, mean, that's a joke. But I, still, I get it. Like no, it, just, I, it wasn't, I don't know what it was that I just, but I would stay up watching Sex in the City for four hours when I was a kid on HBO just trying to see a nipple. Yeah. Right? So it was like, I was into it. It just wasn't. It never got me going. Well, and then Sex and the City was also going to be depicting something that was it was it's not real because it's a it's a drama a TV show. Wait, yet. that like, wasn't real. Oh shit! I'm so sorry. You're breaking my heart. I'm right so now. sorry. <laughs> but I'm so so breaking her heart. But but I don't know. People love softcore sex scenes. Like that's super hot to see R-rated things that have softcore sex scenes. Versus you go and watch porn. It's just like it can be really really intense. Yeah. They're going for the shock value. They're like, let's give you the most bang for your buck because we know we don't get your attention for a long time. <laughs> we get you for like two and a half minutes. This is what we're gonna give you. And people are fast forwarding <laughs> to like the things that they want to see. Like for me, I'm like, where's the anal at? There's no anal. Where's the anal? Okay, there it is. I'm on that scene. That's I what mean, I mean. My for. brother. That's my genre. I used to yeah. find that's my, be my genre. Like the Sears catalog under my brother's bed when I was Sears? little. Oh, in the lingerie bra <laughs> like section, and I was like, what? My, what? What is this? Oh, why is this under and brother's he, bed? Yeah, it was under his bed. Like I was looking for something else, and I like opened it, and it was really it was marked on the like the laundry section. It was like the Sears catalog, which is women posing and. Like full like grandma panties and like you know Dude, padded bras. That's a thing. Yeah, that's a, a thing. well, and that I mean I, I'm sure it still is a thing places, but now we have the interwebs, right? So like the internet has changed things. I don't know. Are, p- are people still wank into Sears catalog? Is Sears catalog even still around? Well, now because Sears I'm is out of business, but maybe it was J C Penny. It could have been J C Penny. Yeah. No, my mom. But it's like that's, that's what that's what hipsters do. They're, they're just going back. They're just like, you know, I don't even watch porn. I just look at the Sears catalog. <laughs> Actually, it's John cool. Mayer, John Mayer talked about this. This is I was super intrigued by this. He quit watching porn completely. He was addicted, I heard, to porn. He like came yeah. out with this whole... He talked about it a lot. Yeah. He, but he said what he would do instead was find a picture of a woman, fully clothed, very sexy, and he would only masturbate to that one person for a full month. Oh. So it was like 12 people a year, but he would create these really elaborate fantasies. Oh. And I remember telling my guy, like I told somebody I didn't really watch porn, and it wasn't because I was like, fuck porn, I think it's great. I mean, there's so much there, and you can always find... You can find your kinks in there and stuff, too. I think it's fucking incredible in, in a way. And it can get slippery, yeah. right? Well... In a lot it, of different ways. Yeah, a lot it's of ways. It's a slippery slope. But um, I remember telling my buddy that I could, I was like, well, I'll just use my imagination. Like, I've always done that. Actually, I can just think up whatever scenario I want yeah, in my yeah. head with whoever I want, and I have a good time with that. Uh-huh. And I remember him thinking, or just looking at me like I had a fucking superpower. Yeah. He was like, like you can just, like, think up your own, like, middle mind porn. And I was like, yeah, dude, I just use my imagination. Your spank bank material. What? It's think- like, it's whatever. I can, like, think about girls from high school yeah like i got <laughs> years of spanking and yeah. not the way they look now the way they looked then you're like i don't even <laughs> right? need i don't even need like dick pics and boob pics or anything i have it all in memory in my brain and think of when we were kids and how we had these imaginations like i was a kid who had rape fantasies starting at age 10 when i saw the melrose place rape scene and i was super aroused and i was like well, why is this here i've never yeah, been the, raped I've the rape one gets really interesting it's yeah and it, but it, it was but it was like so kept it was and i so what i could do as i was only child i had spent a lot of time alone because I was an only child and I could just make up stories and fantasize endlessly as a kid but then as we get older we we are less in touch with that I think we get so busy with all the things that are going on so we are not as imaginative but you still have those skills that didn't yeah. go away so you're you're just using the old skills that you've always had and other people have um, kind of masked that or blocked that with the constant bombardment of media and all the things that are in phones and ways that they're not having to use their imagination anymore yeah I mean that's what literally when you look at Joe Dispenza and breaking the habit of being yourself or becoming supernatural or the fucking law of attraction, 
what they're talking about is using your imagination. Mm-hmm. It's like use your imagination, create a reality, yeah. and then work backwards from there. And then you achieve like that's we, but we don't ever think about that. It's like no, no just just use your imagination, bro. Like really yeah. think about what that looks like for you, and then you can f- you can honestly have visceral, somatic feelings. Yeah. From just thinking about something and seeing if it feels right for you. Yeah, and if it's hard for you to connect with, think back to when you were a kid and you used to do that. Like that was yeah. that's what kids did. They had Cowboys little like, and Indians and imaginary friends and you know yeah. all those things. And like I used to tell stories. About, I want to go to when I die. I want to go to Unicorn Land and would like tell you know a story for an hour in my own head or to a little girlfriend when we were five about what Unicorn Land would be like. Yeah. All from our you know maybe we saw some movies, but just from our brains. And now I'm an adult and I was like. I can't come up with it. I'll just Google it. You know, it's just, it's, we're not, we're just not there, but it's all in there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's one of the, the one things about social media and just media in general is like it, it does hijack your imagination. Yeah. Like, and go- having Google is obviously super helpful, but yes. sometimes it's nice to figure things out for yourself. Mm-hmm. Now, something I grew up in, uh, like a small town in Texas, and I grew up in uh, the oil and gas business. Mm-hmm. So I started working like manual ish labor when I was like 12 and like real on, full on like manual labor when I was like 16. And sometimes you'd be out in the middle of fucking nowhere, and you'd have a problem. And you get something's fucked, something's broken. Mm-hmm. So you're an hour from anywhere that has tools. And so you got a truck full of stuff and a handful of parts that you keep on hand in case this happens. And you got this problem, and you got to fucking figure it out. Mm-hmm. Figure it out, or you're, you know, you're losing money every minute that this thing is not working. So yeah. figure it out. And I, I love that. I'll trace that back and, like, why do I love solving problems? Like, I'll move to a new city and not use the maps. I'll just get lost. And that is a skill, too. I think young people aren't being taught how to use their hands to build things, to fix things, you know. Or to navigate at all. I was just saying the other day how I wish the internet would crash for, like, two months where there was no access. The world would fall apart. I would love it, though, (laughs) just because, I mean, you know, my partner has a 14-year-old daughter, and I'm like, she relies a lot on her phone. I mean, they're Snapchatting every 15 seconds. Like, for real? What about just not being on your phone for 20 minutes and just being present? in what's actually happening in real time in the real world. And I don't know if it'll happen, but I think at some point it would be really nice if there was just no internet for just a short amount of time. But then I, I thought about that as like one weekend a month. If one weekend yeah. a month there yeah. was no social media. I would go like with that. Like global, yeah. Or like no <laughs> maps, like GPS. Like just like figure it out. Yeah. Use an actual map like yeah. the pirates did. People would just be slamming into it. It'd be bumper cars oh, I know. everywhere. Well, and that's an, one of the nice things I will say that why I love the internet. One of the many reasons is things like this. We're recording a podcast. Someone in Saudi Arabia can hear it because of the internet. Because they Actually, have no, access. they have uh, like a lot of censored media in Saudi Arabia. We so have listeners in Saudi Arabia, but it's Arabia. illegal that they're actually being able to listen. Well, to Well, we love you for listening. They're going to for they're it. Probably Break like foreigners laws. that were flying into Saudi Arabia, like Dubai or something, or that's in United okay, Arab well, Emirates. Let's say let's they use were a different example. Nigeria. There you know, we, we have listeners in Nigeria. <laughs> we Libya. Have, we have listeners we in Libya, and it's like very. <laughs> we yes. have listeners in almost every country, and sure, it might be some you know someone from the UK. Or I want the, or Antarctica though to come up. I know. I'm that would be so rad. There's like 14 people there. I know. Yeah. You like, have like six listeners. You're like, damn. Shout out to <laughs> Antarctica. Yeah. Greenland is still dark. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's not much Remember the there. Greenland guy we met when we were in um, line at the, in the queue? Was no, he was from Greenland. Oh, and yes. And, and he was like, like no 35,000 people in Greenland, and I'm one of them. I was like, wow. That guy was kind of an asshole, Oh, he's too. a total dick. Yeah. You're not necessarily socialized if there's only... You know, thirty-five thousand people there. He probably doesn't. Yeah, he, he doesn't really know. He's probably trying to be nice. He just doesn't really know how. Yeah. It's like I we're know. just trying to survive up here. Yeah, we live he on. We live on a fucking ice. We, we were in we line to go into a nightclub in Berlin, and it was like all these tw- you know, early twenty-year-old folks, and it was like this really hipster nightclub. And this guy's in front of us and looks at us. He's like, "How old are you guys?" <laughs> we're like, 30s 
And he's like, <laughs> okay. You know, essentially, like, you're too old to be here, basically. Yeah. And guess, and guess what? Moral is, we didn't get into the club, literally. No. We got to the in? front, and they were like, you out. <laughs> we, we waited in line for two hours and didn't get in. <laughs> we so peaked the in the queue, too. Yeah. We peaked in the queue. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, this fucking sucks At right now. At 2 a.m. They have this maneuver, too. If they, uh, yeah. if they screw you to the right, you get into the nightclub. If they screw you to the left, you end up on the street where you started after waiting for two hours, and they literally just shove you out the door. Yeah, they were just like, nine! <laughs> and I was like, what? What happened? Uh, like, it all happened so fast. So that kid was but right. But they tell you all of these rules to get into the into the clubs in Germany. We're in Berlin. And they were like, don't smile. Don't laugh too hard. Don't draw attention to yourself. Make sure you're in couples and not big groups. Yeah. And don't look like you're a tourist. And I was like, these are all the things that we are. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. You literally just described us. And I know. We, <laughs> they were right. We didn't get we in. We didn't get in. Yeah. Yeah. So that anyways. was a bummer. But okay. that guy from Greenland totally knew we weren't going to get in. He's like, so you think you're going to get in? <laughs> and we're like, yeah. I was like, yeah, I totally think I'm going to get in. Yeah, we're cool. Yeah. I was like, dude. <laughs> like the cool moms. Like what? Yeah, he was like, right. He was fuck. right all along. Greenland knows what's up. They know yeah. What's up. yeah, they know what's up. They're not, they don't have time to fuck around. I wonder how dating in Greenland is. They probably, Jesus, uh, that's probably. That's a fishbowl if I ever probably could assume. Fish I mean, bowl. unless. Fishbowl dating, that is, yeah, that's child. Yeah, you've that's been in Santa Cruz bowl. for a long time. Are you about the yeah. fishbowl? Well, they you know are, all about it. The yeah, dating in Santa Cruz is, is definitely super challenging here. And I think um, it gets harder as you get older. And uh, obviously, like, when you're in your teens and 20s, it's, it's somewhat easy. And then also, your standards are lowered then, too. You're like, they just have to be attractive and nice. Ah. Now I'm like, they need this, 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 this. You, you will it down. You, yeah. You, you get older, you get and experience. It's, it's funny because you will it down, but then also there's less people to date. Yeah. It's very, it's it really dating in your thirties is a whole fucking different animal. Well, because a lot yeah. of the the folks that are like the secure folks, meaning like if you're doing attachment style, anxious, avoiding, secure, they're in relation, they're gone, they're married in relationships. Yep. We're just now we're waiting for them to get divorced. Yeah, and we're like there yeah. you are. Yeah, you fucked it up, <laughs> yeah. didn't you? You fucked divorce up. Divorce one you? or right. divorce two, you're just waiting for one of them to happen. <laughs> you're like, oh, it's bound to happen. Well, <laughs> and what yeah. is Esther Perel was saying that her the statistics for. Um, for divorce, is it? Like, it's around fifty percent for the first marriage, and then second marriage is even higher. It's like seventy-five percent or something like that. I think it's in the sixties. Investor Perel says something. One thousand percent. Right. Yeah. It's just, it's just She's what it is. The, the spirit animal. And the for third us, one, I think, is in like the twenties or thirties, percentage-wise. So like third one's people just the old and they just die. Well, <laughs> or the they also finally figured it out. Like the second yeah. one, she says, she's like, the theory is that they think they figured out. Oh, my second marriage, I'll figure out. This applies to your current partner. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Well. Sorry, sorry, current partner. Um, but I'll yeah, I'll figure it figure it out here. But they really I told him that stat. I was like, but good thing is, I don't want to get married for number two because I've been married before. Uh-huh. I was like, so it'd be I'd be your number three, so the odds are that we'd be together, but I'd be over you because it's like sixty to thirty. So <laughs> yeah. I would be the We're one fucked. You'd be the one that's still be there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe we should take the mean of all of it. It's a forty five percent chance. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you get fifty five percent. You'll make it. If you wait to get married until after you're twenty eight, apparently your odds, like the statistics, yeah, yeah. The, Dude, of your marriage being successful before increases. the before the age of twenty seven, I c- I couldn't be trusted to make a decision about anything. Yeah, I know anything. Jeez, I agree. And yeah. I was also taking a lot of Adderall, which made me make even worse decisions. <laughs> That'll yeah. do it. You know, you don't know. You're like, wow, this is dumb. Like, I'm thirty two now, and I'm like. Okay, I actually know what I want, finally. Like, this has happened just the other day. I was like, well, I, Figure it out. I know what I want. This is cool. Yeah. And I can have boundaries now because I now I know where to put them. Yeah. It's weird. I, just, I, fi- I scouted out life enough to where I know what's up. And I could have married a two of my last, like, of the gro- like substantial relationships in my life. Out of the four, like, two of them were 
real badass chicks that I'm and two, they're both married now or, or engaged and I'm like man that, that could that could have worked out I could have done that and I'm so glad I didn't because I wasn't ready yeah I wasn't ready and a lot of people that I work with are coming out of relationships they're usually going through some kind of big shift in life right when you get to your early 30s the divorces mm-hmm. start you know, they got married at 22 oh, 21 yeah. 23 25 like and they have two kids or man one guy I work with he's he's one of my favorite clients of all time and he got married at 24 Four, twenty-three, had five kids in seven years. Whoa. And I was in his like late thirties. And he's like, dude, I don't I just woke up one day. I just woke up one day and I was like, I have to tell these kids to shower twenty times per day each. Mm. I'm telling someone to shower a hundred times a day. No. Oh I was like, God. Jesus Christ. He's like, This is it's it, it and he just kind of snapped out of it one day and was like, I just this this just happened. Yeah. Did it he just happen? Is he still married? Him? Uh yeah. So he's going through it. Like, he's not, like, over the life. He's just dealing with it. Yeah, it was, like, more of a, a big grasping of the whole situation. Wow. Which is a lot. It's a lot to grasp. Like, you kind of snap out of it. I think that's where the midlife, midlife crisis comes from. It's like, okay, one, I'm going to die. Okay, fuck, you know? And then, two, what I get myself into. Yeah. Well, have you noticed that a lot of people, at least I've noticed, and I, don't, I, I won't speak for everyone else, but, like, my friends with kids, their whole identity lies within their children. And I get so tired of going out with my friends, and they'll, they'll go on and on about their kids. Or if I'm with a lot of moms or dads, and I'm like, hey, what about you? What do you like? What do you do? Beca- what, what does your life look like outside of this child or children? Because your identity is totally something else. Like, you can't pour every ounce of yourself into that. Where's time for you? And they're always like, they don't even know how to respond. No, 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 no clue at no. all. No, it's like showing me pictures of the kids, and I, I don't have kids, and I, I, I'm fine with children i've just never had the desire to like actually birth one out of my vagina so uh point is well the thing about it is they get mommy shame too if they try to have a, their own, own life i noticed that a lot too it's like other yeah. moms that make They're their judgmental own to- like, yeah, it's like oh, oh you, you could, have you, a babysitter you have a sitter so you can go you to the gym nanny? two hours yeah. every other day yeah. it's like shame on you it's so you're, true you're That's, such a selfish bitch yeah. it's like what, really what like, i've never had a babysitter i'm like well, that means you don't get a shit about your own personal life. Yeah, it's yeah. like what happens when these kids, you know they're gonna one your kids are always gonna hate you for a period of time. No it's matter how good of a parent, it. it's just part of it. They're yeah. gonna like they're gonna pull away. They're gonna do their thing, and two, they're also gonna leave. Mm. And if if you don't have your own life when they leave, you're gonna either be just a shell of a human being, or you're gonna grasp onto your kids, and that's not gonna be healthy either. That's not gonna set them up for success in their life. Or you're gonna go through a major midlife crisis. A major. Well, you're, like, you're losing complete, your shit. Well, there's completely. the term. Was it helicopter parenting that you taught me? I taught you. So about April this. taught me the term helicopter parenting, which is the parent kind of over, over overseeing you, micromanaging their kid all the time. And I actually, so she told me about that, that that was a thing, and I was like, I never even heard about this. And then in my Hakomi training i'm in a holistic psychotherapy training that i'm partic- i'm a student of so i can bring it to work with clients and they were actually saying the effects of helicopter parenting of not giving your child their own autonomy and their own space and constantly micromanaging them that those kids they grow up they hit college age they flunk their classes they're like fuck it i am just i'm just kind of done like they go through this overwhelm and just kind of let go because they're so used to someone just constantly push pressuring them and overseeing them and not giving them their own freedom and then when they finally have their freedom they just like they they let loose in it mm-hmm. and this isn't everyone but it's it's like it's it's too much and then they also said this very interesting thing um, the number one i'm going to say this incorrectly but i think it's really really important uh, for 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 parents out there if you or if you're thinking of having kids then i think the number one thing that will set your child up for more success in um, not 
uh, inheriting or learning your wounding that you got from your own parents is you doing the work around even just understanding what that wounding is, right? So if a parent never does the work of like, okay, this is my wounding, these are the behaviors, this is where it comes from, I got of X, Y, and Z. If they never do that work and they're kind of just letting that just be as it is, they pass it on. Yeah. They're more likely to pass it on. I so have my mom's wounding fully. Yeah, well, mom probably didn't my go mom and is research so out that. of touch out of all with all of her things mm-hmm. but i've been trying to work it through it it's yeah. funny yeah it's that's actually easy. i think that's dan siegel's work yeah is the it? book mindsight yeah, yeah he talks about that is, is if you can construct an accurate narrative an honest narrative of your life up mm-hmm. to now and you can have an understanding of that then that's the number one predictor of your kids having healthy attachment yeah. styles well and they won't because yeah. you're like oh i i know what my my things are i understand i yeah. understand it and like i might still do it i might still get stuck in it and i know what they are so you're obviously doing some sort of work around that. i think i mean awareness is the first step and then the most important step yeah and if you can catch yourself being like oh wow being like kind of a clingy mom right now yeah 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 i'm i'm overwhelmed my kid my like i'm not letting my kid make their own choices i'm actually choosing what i think is best for them and instead of and i know you can't do that for like a one-year-old but i mean at some point you gotta really let them i remember my mom saying that was the hardest thing for her as a parent was you know i would come out wearing this big baggy t-shirt and like little pink hot pink strap strap pants stretch pants and i wouldn't want to brush my hair and she'd be like amy you can't go to school and i was like but i want to and she'd be like all right. Not a lot's changed. Your b- <laughs> 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 it's true. See, and that's why I probably like April's like, you can't wear that, Amy. Can't I'm like, Amy, we're going to a business meeting. She's like in her yoga pants. And like, a, I was like, we're going to a meeting. You can't wear that. She's like, why? Why not? Like, My mom said I could. <laughs> <laughs> mom did. You're not the boss of me. Mom said I yeah. could. No, I mean, I had, I saw worked with a woman a while, like when early on. And I first got into lifestyle design, and it was so funny because we were talking about their, her sex life with her husband. And she was frustrated that he wouldn't, uh, he didn't, he wasn't very assertive and wouldn't initiate. And I'm like, well, when does he try to initiate? She's like, well, it's the most inconvenient times. And I was like, what? And so she kind of uh, started laying it out. She's like, yeah, like our daughter's in the other room, and I'm cooking in the kitchen. I'm like, so your, your husband's trying to like have some spontaneity and fuck you in the kitchen while your two year old daughter's like doing something in the other room. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to have sex with your daughters in the other room? Like, yeah. she's gonna, if she, even if she walked in, she's gonna be fine. But yeah. it was like this whole, like, the whole thing, like, her whole hike. life was around the kids. Make sure my daughter's okay. And yes. it was like, if anything even kind of came close to, to threatening that, and which I totally get as a motherly instinct, but I was yeah. like, hey, if you're shutting him down every time he tries to make a spont- spontaneous advance, like, a lot of women would kill for that. Yeah. And, you know? and there's the other thing, too, like, trying to shield kids from, from sex like parents have to pretend like they're not sexual beings and that's another thing for like healthy parenting is that's a, the, like one of the more helpful things to do is to not hide the fact that you are uh, your affection with your partner you know with in front of your kids right if you're not showing that to them they don't grow up thinking affection is normal and therefore they themselves might have issues with affection so it's like subtle shaming really yeah and so one of the things I've actually taught sex ed for um, middle schoolers a, a workshop a four-week series and one of the things that we taught (laughs) it was very interesting we did it we've done versions where it was just for parents and then we did one for parents and their middle schoolers and it's you know quiet and awkward because they're uncomfortable but one of the things that we say is to as if you're you know you're a parent and you are partnered or you have you know someone maybe not like the stranger that comes over but you're partnered and you essentially let your kids know like okay well this is private time for mommy and whoever what you know whoever husband or, or whatever partnership on us. This is us time. We're going to take some time in the room 
room alone. We'll be back in an hour. You don't tell them you're going to bang it out, but like they know, oh, they're they're doing things, and yeah. it's okay. And a certain when they're old enough to understand what that is, they start putting it together. Yeah, like, it's like okay, cool. You don't need to be explicit about yeah. it, but like as they mature into understanding that, like okay, yeah, like mom and dad were. Yeah, they were fucking. They were banging, and you know they they weren't they were doing things, and like all right, I guess that's normal. I oh guess it's God. okay. So I, I got I got really abruptly introduced to that. Um, I was probably like twelve years old, and I told the story on the show the other day, but I'm gonna tell it again because I think you guys would love to hear this. So I I, I was with my buddies, two two of my best friends when we were junior high age. We were at my mom's house. My mom, you know, what was it? I didn't live with her, but I would go visit visit and hang out with her and spend a weekend there every now and then. And uh, she lived in the same hometown as my grandparents who raised me. And we were just kind of like rummaging around her house, like messing around in like their office area. And we found this digital camera. And we're like, oh, cool. We'll take, take the, this is before iPhones, obviously. Like we, we're like, oh, we'll go take pictures outside. Like we'll just mess around. We're just boys playing around. My, my friend opens the camera up, and it's just the first photo on the camera is my mom just giving my stepdad a fucking blowjob. Your mom? Nice. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like, you're like, oh, and like oh If it would have been me looking at like my mom sucking a dick, I'd been like, I'm going to close this. This is not for me. Yeah. I'm going to leave this alone. No photos on the But my buddies were like, oh, my God. And they just we keep scrolling, look at this. <laughs> yeah, we scrolling through it. And I was like mortified. I was like, Jesus So they didn't show you, but you knew what they were looking oh, at? Oh, I saw some of oh, it. You and did, they were like, yeah. you gotta see this. And I was like, no, dude, I don't need to see any of this. Like, yeah. please, can we all just forget this happened and then don't tell anyone like this is too much. Do you still much. have the image if you think about it? Oh, yeah, it's oh, in my yeah. head. <laughs> like, the, first, the first image, not all of them, but it's the first one. I'm just like, oh, my, so my stepdad still had hair. Oh, jeez. Does your mom <laughs> know? Do they know? I, the world knows. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Mom, I can't remember if I actually slower. told her about it, but it was like you know I'm glad they were having a good time. Yeah, it sounds like they were having. A I good used time. to even when I was go visit my dad too. I used to hear him and my stepmom having sex. Really? We'd be in that other room. They were just loud. Yeah. My dad was swinging a hammer too. You could always see it through his jeans. Oh. It was, it was like a big. So he wor- he actually worked at my uh, my buddy's. He's painted cars. Okay. I'm from a small town. It's crazy, but uh, my buddy's dad owned the car the body shop he worked at. And he was like, "Do you know your dad has a huge dick, right?" <laughs> And I was like, no, nah, man, I didn't know that. And he was like, you can like see it through his jeans. Wow. Everybody at work talks like, about it. Oh, he's got a swinging <laughs> a hammer. And then, and, then oh I, and then I said something about it to my brother, and he was like, and then my brother got the swinging hammer. I got like the you, normal dick. Your normal dick. I got. I'm six foot four with a normal dick. My I brother's five foot nine with like a with a with a fucking hog. I don't like. Big dicks, like I, I never. I am terrified of huge dicks. And I, I did hook up with an LA Laker when I was <laughs> single, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" I realized I walked with a limp for a little while after that. Like we hooked up twice, and I was like, "I can't do big dicks" because I always had average sized cocks throughout my sexual, you know, um, when I was like being n- like non monogamy. Uh, I slept with probably eight people, but all of them had average dicks until this guy. After a certain point, it's more about guys. Than it is about like actually doing anything. Like I'm super satisfied with my yeah, and I my, think uh, a lot of the big cocks don't really get to experience a lot of anal blowjobs can be well, challenging. Also, you run into molars. A lot of my friends that uh, vagin- vagi- vagina vagina <laughs> owning friends that are like, oh my god, he his dick was so smaller. That dick was so small. I was like, well, maybe you have a big vagina, and That's it's true. Thing. It's like your yeah. vagina probably needs a larger sized cock. So for me, I know I have a small vaginal canal, and I need like average. Or below average. Well, we, and we recorded with uh, Susan Bratton, who has she's got this like what is she um, sex advisor to millions. Hot she has a sec- hot sex trusted advisor to millions. Sex advisor to she millions. has this, uh, this YouTube <laughs> channel, and so she was saying she's, she's like a trip. she's like I found my husband is the perfect dick for my body. I'm six feet tall. I have a big vagina. He has a big dick. It's perfect. Yeah. yeah. But like, but people just assume that the big dick goes with 
all bodies. Like, no, it doesn't work that way. No, not at all. No. I remember the first time so I played uh, college football, and I showered with mostly white dudes. Mm-hmm. Like, we showered since we were sophomores on. And I remember the first time I walked into the shower in college with my first time I'd, like, shower with the brothers. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, cool. I'm, like, hanging. I'm, you know, I'm, like, holding my own in here. And this guy turns around, half black dude, and he had the biggest dick that I'd Soft ever seen. Soft w- was even s- just massive. I was just like, what do you, there's, I was like, there's no way that thing gets hard, bigger when you're hard. Yeah. It, there's no way. I was like, that's, what do you even. How big are we talking here? I'm talking, like, soft dick, eight inches at least. Oof. And, like, and like oh ripe. Oh, Lord. And like probably like girth wise, like five and a half inches of. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was one of those things that I was just like, I I don't know what to do. I don't know what to even, I I don't even know if I I can have a conversation with you after this. Like this is just, (laughs) I was so, I was like, all I think about is like this guy is like, this is massive. He turns turns around and it's like, what's up, dude? And it was like swinging for like 20 seconds, just like settling back into its place. Talk about a helicopter. Yeah. It was something, it was something else. It's not easy to get that size of uh, penises. Like John Holmes, he would, it take him a long time before he could actually get an erection. Yeah. Yeah, Because his dick was just so massive. And well, and they all, well all, like all your blood, it's probably dangerous for your heart. You might just you could just, yeah, it's got all you, <laughs> you get lightheaded all the time. Every time you get a boner, all, all your brain blood yeah. just in your dick. You do get like, I got a boner, I fainted <laughs> every time. <laughs> it's like you're trying to run. You can't, yeah. you can't run track. There's oh. no track for guys with big dicks. You got to duct tape. Actually, NFL player running the forty in the combine, his dick came out. He's offensive, oh, really? line, oh. offensive lineman. Probably is like recently? A, probably like a six foot nine, like How does that happen? Because isn't there like a cup and everything? No, no, no. He was in a, he was in a track suit. Oh, okay. He, I was he, like, he, how did that He like <laughs> fell over and they're like, what happened? He's like, my dick fell out. <laughs> oh, no. Tripped. It tripped. Oh, <laughs> my God. Wow. <laughs> I, I must say, like, I have moments where I wish, I know that it's hard being a vulva owner and living in a female body and feeling like, you know, I have to, I have to deal with the fear of like rape and things like that. And then my anatomy is internal. It was a re- whole lot of reasons why this body is really difficult. I can get pregnant, blah, 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 blah. And I, so there's days when I was like, I wonder what it would be like to have a cock. And I honestly am like, it must feel really weird to have a thing just kind of flailing around between the, no, you used to it's it? It's a lot of responsibility. Respon- <laughs> lot I, of if you're responsible. Yeah. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I would never, I, I, I'm not saying you're not, but I think I can't speak for everyone that they're holding down the responsibility game. I don't know. I would never wear underwear. I mean, I don't wear underwear as a you gotta, woman. You got to be careful. Yeah. You got to be careful. Here's the thing: you think that until you get chafed by a zipper. Oof! Oh, like uh, like there's something about Mary status? Um, no, no, not caught in a zipper. Okay. But like, it's like it's like if you get a hard on in a pair of jeans without a, with, with a zipper situation. Uh-huh. There's not, not a cover back, back there to help. It out? is, but it's like it just depends on the jeans. Ugh. It depends on the situation. I mean, and then you think about when you're a, a, a young boy. Like we would always wear a big thing was like basketball shorts when I was yeah. in junior high. Right. And dude, you would get a hard on in the middle of class. Oh yeah, there's like no out control out of nowhere. And we used to take um, something called hydroxycut. It was like a performance supplement. It I was like that. all, the, and yeah. we would very be very caffeinated. Yeah, a lot of caffeine. Fe- it is it a ephedra? There was it was post ephedra, so oh. there was no ephedra in it. But the it was good old a, ephedra days. When I know it would just legal. get. Shredded. Was that like no? Were there, that, those are no dos and things like that. Mm, yeah, no dos had it in there. No <laughs> ephedra <laughs> was totally like like legal speed. It was. It's, it's not. It's not as it bad as people speed, think. But it, but it was, was. Yeah, it's. It could definitely fuck with you if you did a lot of it. Uh huh. And but anyways, we would just be sitting in like computer tech class. And I'm like, God damn it, dude, I can't even, I, I, I can't even get up right now. Yeah, you're in computer tech. You're not, you're, like, are you even aroused? No, we're like playing putt-putt on the <laughs> fucking, I'm not turned on by like, you know, 2003 putt-putt on the, on the internet. Like that was Maybe what was going on. Maybe the librarian was hot. 
It was just an old guy from Vietnam that told really inappropriate <laughs> Vietnam stories to sophomores <laughs> in high school about yes. napalm. Yes. Oh, God. <laughs> and you're like, I am hard That's for no reason. This no. makes no sense. <laughs> well, now. there was a one time where uh, one of the girls in the class was like, like gave me a back rub, and I was... Oh, well, that, yeah. Aroused. I was fu- fully torqued. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And then, like, uh, the bell rings, like, I can't go. Yeah, I I'm gotta staying stay here. here. Actually. Well, so wasn't I'm there some tricks? Right like, you, like, you would do the, like, the tuck under... So I was always an up guy. My okay. dick goes up. So, so you I just was, tuck I was in a band. I was lucky. If it was a down, if I was a down guy, you're you're fucked because it's I, like it's only it's just a one wrong move and that thing's like out of out of control. But we had to worry yeah. about our periods as as yeah. adolescent, <sighs> teenage, yeah. growing up, you know, in different areas. Considering the white pants or not, that was always gnarly. Yeah, so I can't imagine that would be so. It was gnarly, and I remember so girls getting their period at school and then getting made fun of for months, and I was like, that is so wrong. What's well, always the worst because at that age, at like thir- 12, 13, 14, 15, like. All this stuff is going on. You yeah. don't know what the you don't know what the hell to do. And then kids that age are just savages. Yeah, yeah. they're so Savage. mean. They have not socialized. They and they're just ruined. mean. Yeah. And it's like, it's and you and you and you think you don't carry that stuff with you. Oh yeah. What do you do? Oh yeah. I have an old one from the our very first school dance when I was in seventh or eighth grade, and so it was the first time I really kind of danced in that kind of environment. You know, I've done like take like ballet once or twice or whatever. What kind of, what kind of dancing? Like, like, like grinding and like, or like, well, or like just out like everyone in a circle slow dancing, dancing and music. Like mm-hmm. You're like at the club but you're, se- you know, 7th oh. or 8th yeah. grade in the auditorium. Okay. Yeah. And in so the that gymnasium. kind of thing. Yeah. And my girlfriends yeah. were such little bitches. They were mean girls because I was like the new kind of scrawny girl to the group and so they decided they're going to make my life hell it's like totally mean girls hazing and so i was dancing the first time i don't know what i was doing but they're like oh my god pointing at me and like oh my god look at amy look at what she's doing ha, 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 ha. and it fucked me up yeah you were always really weird about dancing even weird. when i met for you years. in your 20s for years. you were like really strange about it. you were like yes. oh, i just you know and you had kind of told me that you were traumatized there was like a, a big insecurity around it because it, that like that like laid the foundation because it was the first time right and then that happened and so it took me for, like probably two decades and in, in like learn going to Burning Man and taking some psychedelics and some drugs and dancing on in that environment and seeing and then also took me honestly getting out of like the house music and electronic scene and moving more to like the hippie electronic scene mm-hmm. and dancing with all like the weird, you know, ecstatic dance contact dance. Doing whatever hip- the fuck, just like moving around. And being like, yeah. Oh yeah, I can do whatever I want. And actually what's more sexy and beautiful is when you don't give a fuck. So I had that I totally resonate with that. I was so embarrassed to dance because I was well I was six foot tall in the sixth grade and like 200 pounds mm-hmm. so I was a bit I was a bigger wow. than most of my teachers like yeah. I was just a, a big kid mm-hmm. and uh, I was so sc- I mean, all you want when you're that big is you just get ruined right you just can't you can't talk to girls like you're just awkward sized mm-hmm. you're just it's, it, you, you're clumsy you're like a puppy yeah. like a big puppy just trying like tripping over yourself walking into the door frames I would like hit ceiling fans Aww. sometimes with, like I would like, change a shirt and I'm like I'm just too big for it was like in the movie Big whenever Tom Hanks like it wakes up in like the, Aww, little, yeah. like, the little underwear you're like this is just yeah, too much not again. and uh, same thing dances were so awkward because one I couldn't talk to girls I was mm-hmm. so scared I would get so nervous uh, would be dancing like the hands on the hips, hands on the shoulders thing, and just like was super awkward. And the first time, I shit you not, I've never actually never said this on the podcast before, but um, I was di- the first time a girl like danced on me, like grinded on me, right? Fully came. Oh, yeah. Fully no came way. my pants. How long did it take you? Oh, a song. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Wow. <laughs> not too long at all. Did you Remember, tell anyone or did you kind of just run to the Not bathroom? until that, you guys watched the show uh, Big Mouth? 
No. Oh, on Netflix? On Netflix. I've you seen guys, it a couple times. You guys times. would love it. It's, it's a cartoon so kind of family guy okay. sort of vibe. But it's, a, it's about teenage like sexuality. It's actually oh. really funny. It's, it's, I've watched a couple episodes. It's as good as South Park, and I'm a huge South Park fan. Like okay. it's that, So that, that happens to a kid, and I was like, I'm actually going to start telling this story because I'd kind of forgotten I did that. that this had yeah. happened. I was like, oh, it totally happened. And it was just, it was just oh, I, was, I was overstimulated. Like this girl who's hot, who's like a year younger than me, is paying attention to me. Grinding. And not only that, she's like grinding on me, and she's got yeah. like a... A great ass and her little like lucky brand jeans and I was just uh, it was just it was too much yeah and it, it was so funny but then it wasn't till I was probably twenty nine thirty when I started feeling comfortable dancing in public again uh-huh. like oh, yeah. it was it was a little bit of MDMA yep. and I remember I was actually out with a bunch of friends of mine at this place and we were having a great time and I was we, fit, we ended up meeting up with this bachelorette party randomly and I was dancing with these girls and I remember apologizing because I was so insecure about it that I was like I know I'm sorry I'm not like a good dancer and they were like what are you talking yeah, about they're yeah. like dude we're having a fucking blast like yeah. what are you apologizing no one's for looking at your dance moves yeah, yeah. I was like you don't it, I didn't, really didn't give a shit I, I just was like, like kind of it was like, my pattern was to apologize for myself yeah. all the time yeah, it was yeah so for weird. insecurities yeah. and yeah that's the, I'm like that in Miami or Puerto Rico where the people are all salsa dancing and they're so <laughs> fucking good and I'm like I am this awkward white guy right now, like on the dance floor. I'm like, yeah. And then they'll come up to you like, yeah, mommy, come here. And I'm like, oh, uh, no, I have two left fucking feet. Like I can flow and dance like on my own, grinding on dudes. You know, I'm champion. <laughs> but when it comes to like that kind of dancing, like in Latin American countries, complete shit. And it's very uncomfortable. Yeah. I get very awkward. And they all really like to spin you a lot. And then I'm like, oh, God, I'm just going to go do more shots. <laughs> I'm going to be come back later. Different kind of spinning. No, it's it's yeah. funny how much that stuff when we're young, like in those first social environments, are just just oh. like stick with us for a long it, time. And you don't think about it, it yeah. until it, like you undo it, and you're like, "Wow, I've been holding on to that for a minute." So that's the default. It really, it really does, and it's kind of un- unavoidable, right? Like we're going oh, yeah. to have experiences that are not going to be that wonderful here and there. That and we'll have to at some point we want to do work around it. So that's just part of it, and. It's like a, it's just such a fragile time. Yeah, it's it's really big. And so I was someone. I remember with virginity. I um, I, I remember saying I I never had that word virginity. Such of like a, it's just so, I don't I don't even like saying it that way. But having sex for the first time. I remember saying before I had sex for the first time that I didn't think it was a big deal. It wasn't like a gift that I was giving. I wasn't raised religious. I wasn't raised with shame around sexuality. It's like I don't. It, I definitely don't want it to just be like casual. But I don't need to be like. I don't think I need to be in love with the, the person. You know, I think it can just be with someone that I feel safe with. And I ended up having sex for the first time with someone else. It was their first time. They were a childhood best friend. Actually, we were best friends like when we were two and three and four. And then you know he thought girls had cooties and we weren't friends anymore. And then when I was sixteen, he wanted my cooties, and <laughs> so I gave him my cooties. And <laughs> he broke up with me like three days later after I lost my virginity after we had sex for the first time. He just didn't even think anything of it. You know, to him it wasn't like, oh, this is probably kind of fucked up that we just had sex for the first time and I'm gonna like end this. And um, and I did later on. I didn't. I wouldn't call it regret, but I did learn or decide and for me that um, it is such a vulnerable thing especially as the person being penetrated that I don't think it needs to be a gift you don't need to be married maybe you don't even need to be in love with the person but like it is kind of a big deal to have someone inside of you for the first time totally it's a big energy exchange to like nothing else yeah there's something big there there's something about it that like Again, like I don't need all these fancy bells and whistles or in marriage and all that stuff. And I do, part of me kind of wishes that I had had put a little more something into it. Like I had chosen someone that um, respected my body more. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because it was a choice, but um, I just chose someone that I actually thought did or would because we used to be super homies when we were three. It was like comfortable yeah. and safe for yeah. you. But you they, kind of they really didn't give a fuck. And, right. and so it kind of set a default. And then also we were having sex and we had sex, you know, maybe a couple of times. They never went down on me. So my first couple of sexual experiences that I had where I was actually having penetrative sex, um, my male partners were never going down on me, but they expected and wanted blowjobs. And that set a default that mm. I'm not entitled to someone pleasuring me, that I can't ask for it. I didn't know any better. No one told me Wh- I could. What age was this? This was like, about? started as like 16, 17, and, but 16, 17. Mm. You know, I think my first four partners that I had had penetrating sex with never went down on me once. It's funny. I used to tell myself, I, just to give you like perspective from a guy yeah. that was that age, like I used to, I remember saying this and, and it was kind of an indicator of how much I've changed over yeah. time and how much you can just like, that was, I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh on the radio, right? Oh, yeah. Like I was small town Texas, Texas right? Yeah. yeah. And I used to tell myself that I would never, never. Eat the pussy? Um, no, it was, it was like I would never uh, fucking kiss a girl after she went down on me. Oh. Like something like that. Something so silly. I thought it was so weird. And yeah. like even, even eating pussy was like the weirdest fucking, it was like, it was already, it was in my mind was like so taboo at that age. And I'm so glad. Of course, one of the best things was I didn't have sex with my, my second girl. I, had, I lost it when I was 16. Didn't have sex with my second girlfriend for like three years. Mm-hmm. So it was more like out of desperation. I was like, we got to do something. And I got like, actually got really good mm-hmm. at going down on my girlfriend because ah. that was like, it was out of just like, we have to do something. And that mm-hmm. changed my whole perspective. And that was really young. And I'm grateful for that. But I can only imagine that if that paradigm never got shifted, if I was never really forced to let that go. Yeah. Because now it's like one of my favorite, like one of my favorite things in the world to do. Yeah. Especially if you can, if you can get someone, because I think guys a lot of times get, we get head all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And we'll like come from that. How often does a woman get, get head and like get off and like not expect to do anything in return? Yeah. And it's uh, fun you, to give that way. I have a question for you guys, or you two humans. Um, <laughs> not what, a, not a what do you think, is there a protocol when you're dating for when you should have sex with a person? And no shooting, but when you think, or is there a rule book? Like, people ask me this, and I'm like, when it feels good to you, that's my my kind of advice. But I always like to ask folks what they think, because everyone has a different opinion. And, you know, we have Connor here, who's dated for many years. And, and, yes. and you're helping people with dating, you do some dating coaching. And you were single, yeah. too. You were single for a long time. Actually, the video about that, I get this question all Yeah, right, I do, too. Time. And I'm like, so I don't know. There's good. never a standard, right? right. So I, I came up with these these questions to ask yourself. I love it. People like that's one thing I love helping people do is ask yourself really solid questions. Um, so it's all on my YouTube channel. If you want like the full video, but one is, do you feel respected? Hmm. Uh, so if you don't feel respected, like that's not the move. I mean, it could be the first. If you feel respected in the first three hours of meeting somebody, right? Like I'm not putting. It could be three hours, three months, you know, whatever. Do you feel like you have to perform for the person, or do you feel like you can be yourself? Hmm. That's a good one. Um, do you feel like, and really these are the big ones, do you feel like you can say no at any point? Can you pull the ripcord and just like, and, be, and I thought it has to do with being respected and feeling like you have to perform, but can, do you feel comfortable saying no? And I think if you have that really strong belief, like I, if I need to say no to this guy or this girl, like if I need to really like hit the brakes, they're going to be okay with that. Mm. They're not going to project some bullshit onto me or make me feel really, really like shit or yeah. try to make me feel like shit for, for being a tease or whatever the fuck right, right? It's like, or they bought me an expensive dinner yeah now i have to say thank you with my body oh my like, gosh like that's the w- I, I, yeah, there's no sense in that yeah. that happens a ton though it's like it's it a very does. it's a very and it's it I, that's actually one of the other ones that i put they in there was like expensive does it feel transactional yeah it's a transactional experience your body's on an apology that was something that we had oh, said yeah. before oh, which yeah. is really good well, that was the, the name of that b- book by i forgot her name sonia erica something. oh sonia 
Yeah, she, Sonia Erica something. Lesno. No, Sonia something. It's on our Instagram. Go look at it. But she wrote a book. Yeah. It. Anyways, I like that. Yeah, I like those those That's, questions yeah. to ask yourself. So, and, and I had this same conversation with. I won't say her name. I was talking to a good friend of ours who has a very high sex drive. <laughs> loves loves sex. Like has sex for hours upon hours she's like in her early 40s and has like 20 orgasms and like can't get enough of it I'm loud like, cat sex as some of our friends come like yeah, yeah. <laughs> juicy <laughs> orgasms juicy <laughs> orgasms i'm like i'm so jealous of of her and that and but anyway so i was talking about how i think every woman i know has had compliant sex where they didn't want to have sex or or it just didn't feel good and they didn't speak to it because they're afraid of um, being too much of ruining the moment like women are trained as pleasers just like well, I've never done that. I've I've had, I've I've wanted sex before and not had sex because I thought I shouldn't want sex because I didn't want to have sex too soon. I didn't want to be the you know the slutty girl and all of those things, and and but and so so I think that I mean when it, when she said that I was like first of all wow you're like the first woman I've ever met who doesn't think they've ever had compliant sex but they've she has had experiences where she's like i shouldn't have sex and i'm the opposite i've never not had sex because i think i shouldn't have sex mm -hmm. for me it's never been a shameful thing it was never like oh it's only the second date i can't have sex with them. that's never been a thing for me so i like what you're saying the protocol but then like deep down the question is like do you just really want to like do you really want to have sex with them for you are you is it like because if that's there, why is all the other bullshit matter? Yeah. All like, I shouldn't do this. It's only the second date. And like, what if I... Well, there's indicators. When I was doing my single thing, if a guy was getting strange about condom use, I was like, oh, really? Because I wasn't on any birth control. And I'm like, I'm not trying to play the game. Who baby daddy is it? You know, yeah. that's not going to be what I'm doing. Like, that's not very fun. Not the move. That's not a fun no, game to play. Yeah. Not at all. So I was just like, I'm I'm being safe. Not, not only that, but I'm single. And STDs are very frequent in this day and age and among uh, young people, old people alike. So uh, Especially in nursing homes. Yes, oh, I especially heard. in yeah. nursing homes. Syphilis I is love going an 85-year-old, too. Yeah. I mean, I, I love fuck. that. Yeah. <laughs> You always wanted an OD. I did, an old diaka. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I think that that was a huge uh, red light for me if someone was strange about condom use. I never had a protocol on timing, though. I said if it felt right. Mm -hmm. And uh, usually I like to get to know the person, but I was a strong believer in energy exchange and yeah. what that felt mm -hmm. like. But yeah. I like the, the kind I of like the system that, yeah. or the steps. Systems yeah, because helpful. the thing about it is, too, there's no shame on like whether you just if you just want to fuck the person you don't want to date the person right yeah, I think right. a lot of times when people feel like a strong connection with somebody and they feel like there's going to be a relationship it's like oh we've got plenty of time for that yeah like actually I think there's fun I think it's a, it becomes playful in the tension right yeah. the tension is kind of a, it's a fun game to play you've all especially if you're older like and you're in your thirties like we've all had a lot of sex right so it's it can be fun to like hold out. It's almost like edging Sometimes in a more way. Fun. It's way more fun. It's yeah. like how how far can we push this? Yeah. Like, and that's that becomes more exciting to me because now that's novel. Yeah. Whereas when I was young, it was like that was that was all we had. You know. Now it's this is I'm, I'm actually the novelty is in not having sex. Yeah. Right. Because you can go have sex anytime you want. What would your advice be to the men who have a really hard time, or not hard? I'm gonna say a hard time, but. They are really into a, a woman, 
and the woman has sex with them on the second day, and all of a sudden now they're not into them because they had sex with them so soon. What would you say to those? Oh men? man, it's a good question. Just because they just like, oh no, she gave it up too early, like because that's still a thing. That oh, means so something about her, like that's that's yeah, the she's, Madonna Horror Complex. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. not, she's not, she's not relationship material. So I would look. The first thing I have do with anybody that work with in dating or relationships is one well, life in general, but through that lens is look at your patterns. Yeah. Right. Is that happening? Is that happening? This one time where you like really connected was it was it were you trying to convince yourself that it was a relationship thing and you really just wanted to fuck this person Mm -hmm. like were you where were you delusional right are you because a lot of times guys will self-rationalize everybody will self-rationalize but around sex guys will self-rationalize wanting to be in a relationship and they're not really of course there's shame around just wanting to fuck and that for males too Mm -hmm. right it is it not as much so it's to look at your look at your patterns Right? Are you? Are you? Do you think you're like all about somebody until you fuck and then it goes away? Yeah. Well, that's that's some deeper work to be done there, and it can be a lot of different things. Right? Yeah. Where's the shame living at? Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a one-off thing, like I don't, you know, until it's a pattern, I don't really feel like it's necessarily yeah. a huge deal. But if it's repetitive behavior, it's like, okay, well, this is now you're the common denominator. Mm-hmm. So where can we work through some shame for you? What can you? What can you work into? And a lot of times, I use journaling for this because mm-hmm. whether you not, even if you're having a conversation. That still is in through the lens of a lot of times you feel judged by the other person. Like one of the things that I, I really value highly about my coaching practice is that I'm for some reason really good at not judging people. I think that's because I maybe because I found my mom's digital camera when I was a kid, <laughs> or you know I also grew up with addicts and I found a way to really like really deeply care for my my family and, and know they were doing the best they can. And that took me working through a lot of judgment and and shame and kind of projected trauma in a way and so when i have people that are like something like that i'm like yeah dude i get you yeah like, it's cool i'm not unless you're like throwing puppies off a bridge like i'm probably not going to judge you for too much yeah. you know and, and so we can do that but a lot of times with people they feel judged in a conversation so journaling has been one of the best ways that i found for people to dig into their own bullshit like that and you yeah. can you can honestly ask yourself the fucking question yeah. like write that question at the top of a page and write two or three pages mm-hmm. and don't let yourself stop until you get to something that actually resonates Cause it'll be bullshit, 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 bullshit. Something that fucking hits, and you're like, uh, "That's it." Now let me work on that piece. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I I think that that's that's helpful to hear that um, that a reminder that the the pattern piece you know looking at the pattern part and that that's the that's the thing to look at right and this is something we would ask in like in Hakomi and the this holistic psychotherapy that I'm, I'm not um, I'm still learning about is like is this familiar to you you know mm-hmm. is this your first time walking down this path or have you walked down this path like 20 times and you're still choosing the same path because yeah. if that's the case and this applies to all things sex dating relationships is like you know, if we're or the people that are constantly pointing fingers, I don't know why. Why do I have so many enemies? Why am I having such a hard time in the world? So is this the blame game where they're constantly blaming everyone else. Oh and yeah, like, is this oh, familiar to you? Like, oh, that I, that psycho person and that one and that like, one. Why do right. I attract these psychos? I'm like, mm-hmm. at some point yeah, right. you got it. You got to look in the mirror. Yes. Unless it, like you're saying, it's the one time or like three time thing where like, oh yeah, you know, she, I, she gave it up on the on this on the second date and like it's it's a thing for me. But if it's a regular thing, there's something there for you. Exactly, and if it's if it's a pattern, it's I mean, and this stuff is really clear, right? It's like, well, that's a pattern of avoidance, mm-hmm. probably, right? You got close to some 
somebody or maybe you have a feeling that like conquest is like the yeah. is what you need. It's an intimacy issue. Or okay, I have another question then. Uh, go for okay, it. Okay, so okay. <laughs> I know a guy who um <laughs> who uh I think is I think is an important way. So this that he um and th- this isn't just just men. This is all all people I know. Plenty of women that do this too. That the um you know they want what they can't have. They like chase. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're super into them. They're super attractive. And then the minute mm-hmm. that the other person is like, I really like you. They're like, I'm not that into you anymore. What about that one? That Connor? is, I know, I know who you you're know talking, talking about. about. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the guys that love the chase. And this uh, is a pattern. Oh, this is a pattern. You yeah. are talking about me. I it's think. A, no, not you. No, <laughs> no, no mutual no. friends. Well, it's a pattern. Yeah, no, he, he's like, he's like, this is my thing. The minute yeah. I get them, I'm not as interested anymore. And then I miss, I miss the the person that I can't have, like an ex or someone else. That's it's not like the available. grass is greener scenario to yeah. to another level. Uh, well, that's that's a that's that's high level self-rationalization right like there's a it's avoidance that's yeah. like that's classic in your fucking face avoidance like i well, i just now that it's here i gotta i gotta get away i gotta get away yeah it's it's like, oh my god oh, but this might actually turn into a thing it's like, it's really easy to fantasize like yeah. fantasize about all what all these things it could be like you essentially you're not even into the person yeah. you're into the what the, you th- what your projection of what that person can be it's one thing i talk about a lot is don't fall in love with someone's potential mm-hmm. same thing that's a great line uh, i yeah. say that often it's too. like it's like yeah. you what you're doing is like oh but this person has potential and my friend said this to me one time and i'm like that person has the potential to be what you want them to be if they do what you want them to do. Yeah. That is super fucking thin. Never go into a relationship thinking you're going to change someone. Mm-hmm. You might be able to change some habits, like maybe they won't smoke anymore. Yeah. Or I wouldn't even heavily, do that. I, I don't either. Don't, I but if, if, if you hate smoking, they don't date a smoker. Well, the no. thing about it is if use the actions that they're taking right now yeah. as an indicator of where they're going to be in the future because that's what you have. All you have Are is they what's doing here right now, the yeah. present moment. Yeah, and, and, if and they say maybe they're not making a ton of money but they're putting in the work and they're doing their thing, like, well, then they have that's, that's potential they're that, the that they're acting on, on themselves independent of you yeah right so for someone who is always kind of addicted to the chase and wants that like that's i mean it it dresses itself up in a different way but that's fucking just just a highly avoidant person maybe a little bit narcissistic yeah well Mm. and i know people that i wouldn't even like think are narcissistic that are that are in that that boat because the the thing about the narcissist is they don't really see themselves usually, right? Yeah. The narcissist has a really hard time looking in the mirror. They're like, this is just, this is, so this person is like, I don't like this. This is my pattern. I don't want to do this. I can't help it. I don't know what to do. You know, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And I've met many people that have that same thing of all genders. And, and so... For me, it seems like there's like a deeper work, almost like a pilgrimage that needs to happen. Because part of it to me is is like part, it's the worthiness thing of like not knowing how to fill your own cup, mm-hmm. you know, not knowing how to fill up your own self love cup. And so we're relying on these other things. And so there seems to be like this pilgrimage to happen to through therapy, through maybe swearing off dating and relationships for a while, swearing off sex mm-hmm. for a while, learning how to feel and, and not flirting for a while. But what about just dating the person that's into you for a little while? Being like, hi, and, yeah, and I'm and into you, and you're attractive to me, and yes, th- I like that because I—that's one thing that I actually said to this person was like, why are? What about just being? I, I'm not. It's like you don't have to marry everybody you're with. Everyone no. gets oh, these yeah, like, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm looking for my, you know, my my baby's future mother or father, and I'm like, yeah. what? Well, yeah, and why this, be this is the, the vulnerability piece, and not, not to cut you off, that's but I think that. This is what I talk about. When you notice, so he notices about himself, right? So you're not just observing, he's actually said. Yeah. Okay, so what I would do in that situation is, so he knows this. Yeah. And you kind of guys kind of live in a bubble. So if he knows someone and he's attracted to them and he's he's put them in that place, then after a few dates, if he actually dates the person for a little while, 
yeah. tell them, yeah. like, this is my pattern. This is what I do. It's vul- It's very vulnerable to say that to somebody. Like, yeah. I don't want you to be another yes. one of those people, but at least they know where you're coming from so they don't get blindsided, one. Mm-hmm. And two, they can actually communicate with you about yeah. it. And you're going to get a lot out of that reflection. I, I love that. That's why I was going. That's where I was going was, yeah. like, I, I don't I don't really love everything about radical honesty because I like a little bit of mystery, not not like white lies and a, compl- a lot of withholding, but I don't, th- I don't really f- agree for myself to share every little detail. And I think in that circumstance, what is important is to share all those little things. Like, I'm feeling a lot of fear right now. I'm feeling like I kind of just want to run. I'm like not necessarily uh, all here right now. I'm feeling like I need some space. Yeah. I'm a really scared, whatever that is. Um, uh, or yeah, I, I think that that is in itself. It could, I, I, I believe that that could potentially take the weight off the shoulders as opposed to I'm afraid of hurting their feelings and I need to pretend like everything's okay. And you mm-hmm. feel better because they, they know. They know yeah. that they're in, then, they're in, then you're in it together. Yeah, and they it, can if make you can decisions grow, they It's like, okay, so I know if this guy starts pulling away, then yeah. she can say, hey, are you, is this kind of one of those things? Are you doing that thing you do? Yeah. And he's like, okay, at least I feel, uh, then I, then I think, honestly, for a man, a lot of times, then you feel understood. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, men don't feel understood. They feel like, it, it, men feel objectified in a different way than women, but I've seen this in people that get married young, too. And a, a guy feels objectified, especially if you fall in those traditional roles, where it's like, she's objectified for sex, he's objectified for providing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? And he doesn't even feel seen there, either. Um, which is, but a lot of times, men don't even understand that what that even, what it even feels like to be understood. Yeah. Or and how to ask for it. It takes a really high level of emotional intelligence which a lot of folks aren't doing the work I mean mm-hmm. they'll that you can lay it out for them and the, and the ground rules however they don't really go into that space of actually communicating properly to the person or the part I mean it's it's rare you have to you have to get out there and really figure out how to communicate your feelings I mean I struggle with it and I feel like I I talk so much openly you know on a podcast about my life and my feelings and my emotions and when I get into the rawness and the realness of my relationship I like choke up and I it takes me time and so I don't know. It, it's it, it's evolution of your emotional intelligence, and it, it takes work and practice. I relate this a ton to sex, actually. Yeah. That's what I always say. It's like, dude, the first time you drove a car, the first time you had sex, it was clunky and awkward, and always. you just kind of whatever. That's the same way it is when you start com- learning how to communicate vulnerably. Mm-hmm. It's going to be weird. You're going to say too much. You're not going to say enough. You're going to stumble over your words. You're not going to be very articulate. You're going to say the wrong thing because it's what you think you're feeling versus what you're really feeling. It just takes time, just like everything else. But we don't give it the, the kind of incubation period of like, okay, I know I'm going to, just like anything else you do that's new, you're going to suck at it for a while. But if you're just learning how it in your 30s or whatever to learn how to communicate effectively, it's not you're not going to be great at it day one because you decide you wanted to do it yeah like a it's, baby bird yeah, yeah. Um, all right I'm gonna <laughs> fall out of the nest a million <laughs> times I might die one of them but here's hoping and yeah. then I'll figure it out I'll, exactly. know, I'll know how to fly are I'll you gonna to regurgitate food and spit it into my mouth <laughs> <laughs> all right um, Covered so in I actually red have a, que- a couple questions for you guys that just Ooh. came in Ooh. Oh. all right so one person says really well, I sent, oh, I, sent, like I, sent, I sent out some, no, no, it's I not like a live oh, thing. I didn't even know. This I, sent out cool. some, I sent out some text messages oh, cool. to get some oh, okay. feedback. So someone says, I've never had an orgasm from sex, and we'd love to know why and how I can make that happen. Ooh. Oh. We've heard this good. one. We've had 
writers that our listeners write in and and, uh, and educators talk about it. You are not alone. Let's just let's just have a little anatomy one one lesson about. Uh, is this a female yes. body human? Okay, oh, I would yeah. imagine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine. If it was a guy. It's a whole different. I'm like, Whoa, <laughs> this is true. So anatomy one one. Both of my um, questions are from females. All bodies are different. All female bodies are different, and uh, studies show that there's some folks who have more nerve endings around the cervix. Some folks have more nerve endings in the vaginal canal. Most folks with female bodies have most of their nerve endings around the introitus, the entrance, the vaginal opening, the clitoris, et cetera, et cetera. Meaning when you go inside and do penetrative sex, you're actually not hitting all the nerve endings. Mm-hmm. This is this is the larger population of female bodies. So penetrative sex, if you were doing a whole bunch of thrusting in out motion like you see in porn, it's missing all those parts. You need grinding and mm-hmm. rubbing, you know, where bodies are more like er, 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 as opposed to going back and forth and that like slappy spanky thing which it yeah. serves a time yeah. and place you know it's fun to feel some testicles slapping and against your pussy isn't it 80 percent of female roughly bodies roughly approximately uh, are more uh, inclined to have an orgasm With through control. external stimulation or combined at the same right. time so but that would be the thing is to start having internal sex. is way less um you know, well, a, a, and especially with the yeah, well, the slapping the jackrabbit thing. No. Oh, jeez, that's oh not fun. That's not fun for any. It doesn't no. even feel that good. No, I think it's more of a power trip. I mean, it, there's, there's time and a place, time and a place. but like, it's, it's the minority of the and time. And you know, the time and place. Opinion. It's when I just want you to fuck me right now. Like, yeah, that's when <laughs> and you want to feel. It's not, it's not about getting off. It's about getting fucked. Yeah, yeah. like you get that as as a, as a female body. I'll have a moment where I'm just like, I just want you to fuck the shit out of yeah. me right now. And well, that and happens way deep in the session, and not every session. Right. No, no, it's one of those things where it's like I've been in like that. Where like I'm usually a pretty, uh, I try to th- I imagine myself being like a pretty considerate lover, but sometimes I just want to fucking not consider you really that much at all. Yeah. But it's like, it's like it, it, if you're, it, I have to moments. know you well enough where it's like you're into that. Sometimes where it's like, I want to be yes. objectified. I'm like objectify the fuck. Yeah. But you, or you deep, deep down you know I respect you. Yeah. Yeah. I respect yes. you, but also like yeah. right now. You can call me a dirty little slut and still respect dirty me. You can slut. totally do that. You can to- that can, they can do it in a respectful way. It's because I gave you permission to do that, yeah, and we exactly. know each other on right. that level. Exactly. So I mean, for this person, adding more sex positions that involve grinding, maybe it would be with her on top and doing more of the grinding back and forth as opposed to up and down, touching using sex toys. What about for this for this person? Uh, I would do some self exploration. OMGS. Oh yeah. If they've ever heard of OMGS. What is that? OMGS. Amy, you always talk about. It. I, I think you it. do a better a better job describing it than I do. So everyone, but it is really helpful. Omgs.com, and if you go backslash shameless, you get five dollars off. It's it true. is a online program that actually shows you the se- it's different seasons. Right now, it's just season one, and it actually shows you real videos of women or female body folks touching their body, touching their external vulvas, talking about this is how I have orgasms. You know, I do swirls, I do tapping, I do edging, and all these different techniques where you can. They're little three minute videos. They're not like doing it to the point where they have an orgasm, and it's really tastefully done. So people it's like super educational, and they're educational. Real, they're real people, real but people. it's adding tools to your tool belt. Yes. It's not some sort of like pornographic material yeah. it's a, a company out of san francisco research based it's totally yeah. research oh, wow. based and it's it's, it's awesome. there are three minute videos but there's like 62, 62 of them and, and there's, there's modules we can practice yeah. on there's a vulva a, there's and actually it gives you feedback are you serious yeah, you can like stretch the yeah. vulva with your computer and then but you can also because vulvas as we know are like fingerprints mm-hmm. everyone's is different and they're all beautiful and they're, and they're all, all beautiful, beautiful but flowers. i think you know this particular um questionnaire 
question E. Well, if they went if they went to OMGS, they could one like you're saying learn what they like, right? Or South Explore your partners. Be you, you. This is yeah. You go learn what you like. This is what someone said in our class last night that we just taught. You go practice on your own. You watch OMGS. You learn exactly what your body likes. Then you either show your partner or you say this. That's what the person watch said last number night. seven. Yeah, watch video yeah. number seven. I like that. That's what I like. That's what I would like for and you. And I to learned. Do. I did this yeah. whole project because for the for this person, this isn't the first time I've heard of oh this. My like no, I've never had an no. orgasm. Right. It's all about practicing though. Just like we talked about everything else, practicing the communication piece, practicing self exploration, masturbation. It's all about learning about yourself and what you like. And using your hands is a great way because sometimes you don't have a, a vibrator. But also they could go shopping and find a vibrator. It's a great time to do it. I yeah. mean, the first so the first time I ever had it was one of my, one of my serious girlfriends a couple few years back, and the first time I ever had a girl like rubber clip while she was on top, and it was the one of the sexiest things oh, yeah. I'd ever experienced. It was like she was also taking ownership of her own orgasm, right? Yeah. It was like I'm I'm obviously want you to come. Like I'm not. This isn't all about me. And I think a lot of times, a lot of a lot of women on top, it's like you almost have to like renegotiate that situation because like you're just going up and down. Yeah. This isn't. I mean, that's which is cool sometimes, but yeah. it's like that's like if you're on top, you're kind of like it's that's more or less me saying like I want you to put put me where you want me. Kind yeah. Of. And I can still like own that situation, Ride but me. it's like yeah. yeah, it's like it's like I this more like I'm trying to think I have a way, way to say this It's like I'm putting you up there especially if you're a, a, somebody I'm, I'm new newly sleeping with where it's like I want to feel how you if you're in charge for a hot second how do you like to get fucked Yeah and that way I can take that kind of mindset into the rest of the situation but this is more like show me Yeah like show, show me, me what you like Show me what you like like put my dick where you want it and we'll have and then I'll 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 keep that in my in my in my memory bank there. You can for the also next time. honestly try vibrating cock rings because that helps if they do mm-hmm. prefer external stimulation. But you again, can, you would need the grinding, not thrusting. But you miss it. But grinding, yeah. yeah so grinding cock ring, like uh, yeah, like there's the Adam, yeah, yeah, the Adam Plus cock ring or the Adam cock ring. It's uh-huh. like got a big enough motor and it's so powerful that if you or you can turn it down if you don't want a lot of power. But that is the best way when you're on top to actually get external stimul or external and internal if you're riding. A silicone cock or a flesh cock, whatever you're riding on, uh, you, you know, get a vibrator on your clit every time yeah, you grind. Yeah, that for me was very helpful because I am an external only uh, comer. I feel really <laughs> when we when we say atom, we need to tell them it's A T O M. It is. Like it's A T O M, like the atom bomb. Yeah. yeah, atom bomb. Yeah, they have it at purepleasureshop.com. You get fifteen percent off with coupon code Shameless Sex and OK. We'll link, that, we'll link that in the description. Yeah, for sure. Okay, it's worth well, it. I got one more. Which and this is from somebody who is who works with a lot of women. Okay. And not around sex, but just what she hears. So something that comes off comes up a lot from my girls is how to advocate for yourself and ask for what you want without feeling guilty or awkward. Maybe how to start and have that conversation. Mm, that's a big one. What you want, which is I hear that a lot too. Yeah. How do how do you ask? Well, you first of all, you need to know yeah. what you want. That's right. Get clear Awareness is step about one. What you want. Awareness yeah. is step one, and that changes, right? Like what I want today could be different from what I want tomorrow. And so we talk about this, and we did talk about it in our workshop last night. We had to talk about it in episode two of our podcast. We kind of went all podcasts, honestly, but like in episode two, we really go into it. And there's this wonderful book called The Erotic Mind by Jack Marin that suggests that there's a more important question. It's not what do I want when I'm being intimate. It's how do I want to feel? So it's it's instead if I ask myself, okay, when I'm touching or being touched with someone else or by someone else or you know in contact with some other human beings, um, how do I want to feel in that engagement in that in that moment? 
and because all the what I, what do I want? You know, touch here, lick there, harder, softer, whatever. Those are great, but they are what they're kind of like the they're like topical, mm-hmm. right? And the other piece is what how do I want to feel is the foundation. So if I know how I want to feel, then I can share it with a partner. Hey, I want to feel like energetically taken care of, like where you take control and I can just surrender here and like I'll still show up, but like you're really in charge here and like I can have all the orgasms and I can cry and scream and wow and you just got this. That's how I really want to feel. And then here are some of the ways that you can help me get to that feeling. You can pull my hair. You can shove me against the wall. You can flip me around. You can, uh, whatever. Spank you call me the shit out of me. Call me slutty, <laughs> yes, slutty, dirty little girl. I love you, dude. <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. But that, so that, so that's what the thing is like, if for people don't know what they like, start a self-pleasuring practice. I don't know when this is airing. What's on your, your spank your, bank? Like we talked about the yeah. spank bank. And I, right? and I don't know if this is airing when, for your podcast or ours. Okay, so we're doing for May, May is masturbation May. Oh, we got plenty of time, yeah. Great. Yeah. So we are we are doing a self-pleasure masturbation 30 challenge. 30-day challenge. So 30 days of masturbation where every day you have to self-pleasure if you want to part, be part of the contest. Oh, damn. You self-pleasure yeah. for 15 minutes with just hands. There's no porn. We're both participating no and we neither we'll of us have ever it. done anything. Is this, is this for women? All bodies. All, All bodies. Okay. Anyways, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyone, anyone can do it. All bodies can do it as a means of um, maybe learning more connection with our own bodies, just seeing what's there, being okay with masturbating, with self-pleasuring, et cetera, et cetera. But like, that's how you learn what you like is you start touching yourself. Don't rely on someone else to figure it out for you. And then, you know, and then, and then figuring out how do I want to feel as an erotic being sharing these things mm-hmm. with people and sharing it from that place as opposed, because uh, honestly, like for, for myself and sometimes when someone's touching me and they're like, what do you like? I'm like, I don't know, just try something in that moment. But if I've had a conversation with them outside of sex, like before or after, where I'm like, okay, you know, because in, in that moment I can get flustered. I don't always have the answer, but outside I, I could be do. like, okay, this is what I want. I want because I, I do. I want to feel taken care of. April wants yeah. to feel special and the best. Yeah, it's true, and she is. <laughs> April, you are the best. Thank you. She wants You're to hear. So special, you sweetheart. have the yeah. You have the best. No, she wants to hear. She's one that she wants to hear. You have the best pussy I've ever ever had. Yeah. ever. Yeah, even if they don't mean it. Yeah. Like, just tell me. Yeah. <laughs> Your pussy tastes like rainbows and candy corn. Yeah. It's because oh, I ate God. pineapple earlier. <laughs> <laughs> and unicorns. And Skittles. <laughs> Taste the rainbow, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Taste the rainbow. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw a video, too, by the way. It's like total tangent, but it was a, like, mock Skittles commercial. My partner sent it to me, and it's this guy, and he's, like, banging this chick, and he's like, uh, 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 and then she's like, give it to me, and they go for, like, the money shot, and she's, like, you know, wanting it all over, and it skittles all come out, <laughs> and it ends with, taste the rainbow. What was that? <laughs> what was it for? I think it was, like, some weird, like, fake Skittles parody. People have way too much fucking time on their hands, <laughs> dude. What the but fuck? it made that's me want Skittles. Like, that's that works. Okay. I don't well, think I guess Skittles so. can use that. I think it was, yeah. That's I'll pretty good. Skittles yeah, will use that. Maybe they can use it on Pornhub or something. You know? Yeah. There you go. Skittles yes. is like, we didn't do that. Yeah. We did that. We yeah. did that, yeah. <laughs> we did that. <laughs> Wait, that would be kind of funny if you were actually like mid mid bang and you were about to have an orgasm and you had some skittles on the side. You just I like, always thought that people with a vasectomy like some smoke puffed out of there. <laughs> I'm like, does it like glitter come out? Or, it's like, like a, puff it's like of one smoke? of those guns in the Poof. cartoon. Just like, yeah. it's a little it's a little flag that says like jizz. Yeah, jizz. <laughs> 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 <Yeah. laughs> I did. I thought that until I, when my partner had a vasectomy. I was like, oh, so stuff does come out of there. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. Fun fact. You didn't know this about me. I don't really talk about it on the show much, but I was born without vas deferens. So really? I was basically born with a vasectomy. Yeah. Score high five to you. Wait, yeah. do you want children? 
Uh, I can do it. You can I do just, it, but I, they have to do a. They got to go in. It's a get. Yeah, wow. they got to go in. Yeah. I found okay. out when I was like twenty six. Have you ever thought that perhaps that's the universe telling you not to reproduce? Um. So what what's, what's fucking crazy about the human body is that a lot of times if you have genetic diseases. That's one of the only reasons. It's really fucking crazy. So my urologist in Austin has same issue. So what that happens if you have this just this situation? It could be. For, it could have also been like. I, I like fell on something when I was oh, a kid. It okay. could have been yeah. anything, right? Um, but they just don't know. And a lot of times, if you have genetic diseases, you will not develop vas deferens so that you don't pass it on. Oh, wow. Which is how, how fucking crazy that's is that? That's what I'm talking about. So, I, I mean, that's. So, I, I'd already, I'd already um, decided before that that I wanted to adopt anyways. Okay. So, I would like to do, I would like to have, I, I'm going to adopt still, obviously, but I wanted to try and have one of my own i feel like i come across as a child hater i'm like doesn't that mean that you shouldn't have children um so it's one of those things it's one of those things where i'm like there's so many fucking people on the planet that's like, how you really i really have feel. to think about this like there's yeah. so many people and it's like i also have a different view on it because i was raised by people that weren't technically my parents right they're my grandparents and i can see the difference in what it's like to grow up with someone with people who really truly love you and like it was hard because my mom was in and out and it was really frustrating we have a really great relationship now but at yeah. the time and i'm like man there's kids out there that are going to grow up in the system they're not going to have a shot and it's like if i can provide if i can provide that for some other fucking human soul and i don't like i don't think i could really wrap my mind around that and it's just i think it's a beautiful thing to be able to do and i think that there is something about having your own kids that there's like a deep kind of love there but at the same time i think love's way bigger than that and I don't think that just because the the body is born a s- or born or, or or changes to be a certain way, like we this we have technology that can make it so that we can do mm-hmm. all kinds of crazy fancy things. But it's the same oh, yeah. thing with like you know women who are having a hard time getting pregnant. You can be like, well, are you do you think that it's the universe telling you that you shouldn't have kids, or we're like, we have, or is the universe telling us that we can or should because we have the medical advances that we do that can do whatever yeah. it is that we want? I mean, personally, in, yeah, I, I hear what April's like because April and I are like the, the two people in. I mean, we know other people don't have kids, but we're kind of the ones who are like, you know, we're probably not going to have kids, and we're kind of down with it. And it's we've ca- talked it's about baffling. raising a, a, like a shameless sex love child. Oh my god, our like, child would be so <laughs> like happy. have a baby with some yeah. like awesome gay couple. <laughs> let's like, have a gay baby. Let's have a gay and raise them together. If we had so, a kid together, <laughs> that kid would be awesome. The only issue is that we don't want kids. I know. Yeah. That's so a I actually thought about this when I was I was when I found out. I was like, well, I have to go get this harvested, right? So I'm gonna have like a, abundance of semen just laying around. Yeah. And I was like, you know what I would love to do because. I don't, if I end up not getting married, I would love to have uh, a kid with a lesbian couple. Yeah. Where I was kind of like uncle, you know, because I mean, yeah, I'm, like, I'm like the male figure that's around. Cause you, I think all kids need a little bit of both, right. even, you know, it's something, like, especially if it's a boy. Like, like a co parenting situation. Yeah, like you like, want to go on vacation or the. Yeah, but I'm like, I'm around. Like the yeah. kid knows, and when the kid's old enough, like, hey, that's actually like your biological dad. I think it would be pretty rad. And I actually thought, because I had, that came up because I had a lesbian couple that before I even knew when this happened, they was like, hey, if we want to have a kid, yeah. like, we're going to hit you up because we want those, we want, like, those, we want those okay. tall, want those tall man jeans, I guess. How do we get those tall man jeans with, <laughs> with the normal size cock for his body size? We want I the, want that we want, one. Yeah. yeah. You know, I actually had a friend the other day ask me uh, if I'd rather have an inch of dick or an inch of height. And I was like, Wait, like gain? Yeah, maybe? like somebody's like, you can have, you can be an inch taller or have an inch longer dick. Do you want to be taller, first of all? Well, first, the whole thing <laughs> was, so like, we were sitting there having this conversation, and I was like, I'd, I guess I'd take an inch of dick. Yeah. But, but I know. wouldn't do anything for it. Yeah. Someone's like, give me $500, your, in- your dick will be an inch inch longer. I was like, like no, nah, I'm, I'm cool. Yeah, I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, you just, yeah, you just gain $500 to run into some molars when you get your dick yeah, sucked. Yeah, I'm hey. good. I'm good. So, yeah, it's, it's, it, can, it can happen. 
Well, this has been a fun show. It's been great. I know. I, I enjoyed it. it. Thank yeah. you for christening my new little home. It's it goes nice. this is the so first quickly. podcast in here? This is the first podcast. Wait. No. We oh, we recorded yesterday on... We did a Zoom uh, This is the first in-person one, though, like yes. sitting wow. down for it. That's, like, that's the difference of watching porn and having sex. This is... It's yeah. It's so more intimate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is the... This is going to be... I want to put signs out there to say, like, shameless sex headquarters and do all kinds of really silly, silly Let's things. Let's put that banner that we have of us, yeah. like, holding the microphones. Oh, my God. We have No, I have a micro penis in it, remember? How you do a so, I'm like, we need to wipe that shit we out. Did a, yeah, we did a photo shoot, and 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 they didn't. I had my hand like on my hip, and a, and the, my thumb came out just like a half an inch. But it's on you a business card. So yeah, you can't see yeah. it. So in a massive banner, it's I have a blown up. And yeah. like we ha- we were in Brooklyn at this expo, yeah. and Amy's like, I have a micro penis, and she actually does. Oh yeah, it's like it's it just it's looks yeah. very. Did you guys put that on your Instagram. Yes. Okay. That's what yes, I and I was like, "There's my micro penis," and like, this is our banner that we paid a couple hundred dollars for that we are now going to rock my micro penis. No, we'll white it out. I'm into it. I'm into it. Giant clit. Connor, it's so good to see you in Santa Cruz. Yeah. No, I love, love NorCal. Yeah. Love you guys. Aww. Yeah, Where can everybody you. find y'all? Go to shamelesssex.com. We're on all the apps: Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. Just look up Shameless. Spotify. Oh, are we on iHeartRadio yet? We're on all the things. We're on iHeartRadio too. Holy fucking shit! iHeartRadio. All the things. Just go look up Shameless Sex Podcast. You bam, will find bam. us. And follow us on what about Instagram. You? Where do they find you? Because this is going to be so our bonus. So the Realness Podcast on iTunes and everywhere that you can find podcasts. All the things. I don't know about iHeartRadio, but everywhere else. Well, now you maybe you are. Use yeah, I can, use yeah, and you I'll can just, I'll just go click the button. That's yeah, all it exactly. takes. I'll be on iHeartRadio by the time this comes out. <laughs> and uh, Connor Wanders on Instagram. Connor with an E, Wanders with an A. And of course, I'll link all y'all stuff in the description so it makes it super, super easy. Woo! Cool. Bam, bam. Thanks, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Don't forget to head on over to our website at shamelesssex.com for more. And for 15% off of some of our favorite sex toys, use coupon code SHAMELESSPP in all caps at purepleasureshop.com.